Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Hey there, folks. We all know that a recession is either here or a recession is coming. One of the things we need to realize is recessions are the opportunities to make some moves. What you are about to watch is a conversation between me and Jason Pritchard, where we realized the last couple of years were flukes. The next couple of years are going to be opportunities. It is about understanding and making pivots. I hope you enjoy this conversation with the one and only Jason Pritchard. Take care. Why the wealthy look forward to recessions. I thought that was a great video, something that we could rap about. I think a lot of people fear recessions. Yeah. I think, I think it's a scary word. Yeah. I think a lot of people do, Jason. A lot of people, this is going to be their first recession. Correct. Yeah. Right? It's kind of been yep. 12-ish years since the last one. So there are there are people in our network that have never really been through one, at least. Myself included, at least when it comes to being involved in real estate. We're going and approaching year eight for me. So I started yeah. end of 2014. So Good you point. and I have had conversations about this too. Like just, I always like touching base pe with people that I know, trust, and respect that have been there and done that. And I know you and I have had conversations because I've only ever known a market that has an upward trajectory, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's kind of spiked, especially the last couple of years, right? Before it was a little bit more of a slow and steady and then 2020 it went like that. And so for me, I'm always cognizant of just trying to model like other people's behavior. But, uh, you know, I'm not an expert by this stretch at any means. I'm just following in the footsteps of people that have been there, done that, man. And, um, you know, just trying to be smart about how we're investing moving forward. So let's talk about it, right? Uh, you know, you hear recession. I'm actually saying the housing business like real estate agents, mortgage brokers. I'm actually, I'm coming out and saying it's going to be a depression, right? Yeah. If, if you, yeah. if your income, or you, you know, you wet your beak on a housing transaction for the next two to maybe four years, we're going to see 30 to 50% less transactions. Yeah. So yep. if you, if you don't have multiple incomes or if you're running a high overhead business, you're in trouble. I mean, look at Compass, right? Compass burned a hundred million dollars last quarter. Crazy, man. You know, yeah. 1.7 billion in like six quarters. It's just, it's, it's going to hurt and uh, people need to get ready for it. So where do you want to take this conversation? I think initially what most people have to have is an initial mindset shift in how they're approaching it. Right. Cause when I think even with me, sometimes you hear the word recession, there's obviously there's a negative connotation with that. And so the first thing that I think people do is they want to retract. That's their first instinct is just like, let's take a step back. Let's, you know, just be a little bit more cautious. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But one of the things that you hear, and this is one of the habits or the traits that I'm trying to model is like Buffett says it and all the big time and successful investors say it right. When, you know, when there's blood in the street, that's when we need to start looking for opportunities. You know what I mean? And so now isn't necessarily the time to start going crazy and start going gangbusters, but we have to realize that opportunities are coming and we have to put ourselves in position to be ready to take advantage of those opportunities. And so that's what I'm prepping myself and my team and the people around me. Those are the discussions that we're having. It's not operating from a place of fear or scarcity. It's operating from a place of preparation. Let's get ready for the stuff that's happening. 
And my business model is one where we only buy stuff that we can get at a significant discount, right? So we're not buying based on the market going up. We're buying with a built-in discount and then adding value and then selling and turning a profit that way. And so we just have to be very careful with our purchase price. We're being more conservative, but we're seeing more and more sellers um, you know, now starting to realize that they're not going to get the numbers that they thought they were going to. And so I think we're already seeing some of those opportunities come through our pipeline. So it's been an interesting time, especially the last 30 days. Our deal flow, and we've talked about this the last couple of weeks, has actually gone up in the last 30 days. We had a, a big month for us last year. And we're not, as of yet, having any problems moving our properties right now. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things. So first and foremost, having been through a couple of real estate cycles now, uh, it really, for me, it's kind of a two-step function. And I, and you've already done step one, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. We talked about it, I think, two months ago. You you tightened up your buy box yep. and, you, and you basically said, hey, I'm not touching 2X the median, right? That was yep. a market you were playing in, right? The market yep. was so hot. It's kind of where the deals were. You, you took it because they were there. Yep. So now, you know, now there are some deals that you just wouldn't touch. You're like, nope, yep. not in my buy box, right? So you got you to gotta tighten up, right? When the, when the market slows down or there's risk, You've you've got to tighten up, kind of step one. That's I think correct. I think all gas, no break, heading into a recession is is uh, is a cute saying, but also could slam you into a wall. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? And I think we talked about this. A, a a really good friend of mine, that's a very big operator out here. He said, just go the speed limit. You know what yeah. I mean? We just need to go the speed limit. It doesn't mean business stops. It doesn't mean that you know, we, we pack up shop and, you know, oh. fire everybody or do anything, but we just have to go a little bit slower. And that's what we've been doing. And what I, especially with this increased volume that we've had, because that's, um, you know, kind of a unique thing for me to be in, because on one hand, we're preaching caution. And on the other hand, last month, we locked up nine properties in one month, which is a very big month for us. Right. Right. So we're doing, again, we're being a little bit more uh, strict with our buy box, but we're also doing transactional deals that have less risk, like more wholesales and assignments, right? Mm -hmm. So our flip volume necessarily isn't going up, right? That's staying about the same, but the additional transactions that we're doing are ones that we know that we can move to other investors that are still buying and we're bringing additional revenue into the company, which has been good for us. And so I think we've got to, I've always been good at adapting and shifting my business model. I've never been afraid to evolve. I've never been afraid to say like, hey, just because this thing worked here and got us here doesn't mean that that's going to get us to where we need to go. So we always have to be kind of on the um, the cutting edge of what's working and what's not. Yeah. And then the other things that I think are interesting about the upcoming cycle in, in you know, I've been buying for a long time, but in fairness, I've only bought a couple of ways, right? Bought out of the MLS, bought some stuff from wholesalers. I've raised some private money. It, it, it's worked, but there's all kinds of other ways to secure property, right? Of Sub course. two and wraps and, you know, a lease options, all these other things. I think these things are coming, uh, things that I know nothing about. I have to skill up and add more tools. That's what I see in you, right? You, you, you're not afraid to, you know, be the new guy, right? You, you have clearly, I've called you the number one investor in Fresno and perhaps California, but you're adding new skills, right? You didn't do Airbnb two years ago. Right. Correct. You got it. Yeah. Right? So I always... think one of the one of the things that I think a lot of investors have to start uh, embracing is learning how to be coachable. And that's one thing that, you know, even though I, I believe and I'm very self-confident in our ability to perform, that does not mean that I believe that I know everything. And mm -hmm. I have no problem reaching out to other people and asking for advice and insight. 
And if I have to learn something new, then I will spend the time to skill up and that's it. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes success can breed laziness, right? And mm -hmm. I see that a lot with a lot of investors where they find success and they go, or, go on a run for two, three, four, five years, right? Mm -hmm. And that whatever got them there was working really well. And then they start looking and seeing maybe something starting to dwindle a little bit. And they just, instead of humbling themselves and being like, hey, you know, maybe let's go back and spend some time learning what's going to get us to the next level. They just kind of stay stagnant and complacent, man. And I've just never had that problem. I've always believed that things are going to change and evolve. Yeah. One of the things that, and that's why you're going to be in the business a long time because real estate runs in cycles. Yes. And there are just some people that think they can outsmart a cycle, right? Correct. They, just, they yes. keep doing one lane because that one lane yep. was great, but it doesn't always work. It just doesn't always work. So yeah, that's yeah, a lot of fun. The other things about recessions, it's funny. Um, you're already seeing it, which is awesome, but other people need to hear it. Opportunities go up if you if you keep looking, right? A lot of people are going to retreat. A lot of people are going to get small. A lot of people are going to get scared. Some people are going to bust out. Mm -hmm. So the competition that you have now will probably be half in six or nine months for lots of different reasons. What do you think of that? I think here is what I think I have hung my hat on. If we have been able to source deals in the most competitive market that at least that I've ever seen, right? Oh, and we've always done years? a good job at yeah. that, right? Crazy. So we've all, we, our deal flow has never gone down, right? So we've mm -hmm. always found success finding deals, even when it's been hyper competitive. And now I, you know, the thing I tell myself is imagine what's going to happen when deals are a little bit more prevalent. We just have to get really good at learning how to disposition those deals and exit from them, right? So mm -hmm. before finding the deal was more difficult, but selling it was really easy, right? Now I feel like you're going to be able to find more and more opportunities, but you have to be in a position where you know that you can exit because you have to do the right thing by those sellers, right? That's one thing that I always I always, always stress to my team, we are not in the business of just locking up properties and then seeing what happens. You know what I mean? We have to feel very confident mm -hmm. that we have a clear path to do the right thing by the seller and do the right thing by our business. And I think that's going to be something really big, doubling down on relationships, realizing and understanding who are going to be the players and the operators that are going to be left standing after some of this dust settles and a lot of the fly-by-night people have gotten out of the way. And so we're really focusing on that. I'm actually... Again, man, I'm I'm trying to temper my excitement and realize, hey, we have to be cautious. But I also really believe that, like, we've mm -hmm. been great at sourcing deals the last seven, eight years. Imagine what's going to happen when yeah. deals are a little bit easier to find. So, 